0: expounded universe season 15 episode six mr terrific and booster old the book witches canyon supernatural witches canyon it's been a while chapters twenty five through twenty four through twenty five through seven chapters twenty four through twenty seven there we go the the book <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Expounded Universe, the... Uh supernatural novel discussion podcast where i'm fine i'm just fine everybody's fine i'm jeff nobody's having any problems here nope everything's fine with your host jeff and john there we go okay yes indeedy that's all of it that's all the things we've gotten i needed to say jeff marriott at some point in there too and i think like 2007 yeah yeah so there you go there you go there's There's everything there we covered it we it's fine it's on this side of the break but we got there all the bases Mm Hmm. everything's fine how are you I'm doing all fine here. I'm doing good over here. Yeah. Over here is fine. How is over there? Uh, it's been a tough couple of days. I don't know. It's, you know, real busy with car stuff. Yeah, man. Same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're buying a new one. Yeah. I'm trying to fix the old one. And it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those things, you know. Yeah, I know. It was funny. The guy was like, don't junk this car. Like at the at the repair place. He was like, don't junk this car. There are four major things that go really expensive on cars when they break. And you just fixed two of the four of them. Don't junk the car now. Huh. <laughs> There's not that much left that can go horribly wrong. <laughs> nice guy. So anyway, uh yeah, so glad to hear you're doing well. Yeah, everything's going great for me. Mhm. Loving it. Had some uh some good Louisiana food. Yeah, yeah, that place was excellent. We we went out for uh we were trying to go to a trivia la- contest last night, but uh sadly booked, we couldn't get in. Yeah, the people that's don't the know first what they're time missing. I've ever even heard of a trivia bar place that was like you'll need a reservation to get in well it's cuz it's an outdoor patio table thing with like eight tables like there's they really do fill up fast yeah so next week we'll get it right unless you're back to doing what you normally do on tuesday nights which is frankly disgusting it's true i don't want i don't i'm not trying to judge or anything i'm not trying to that said i am doing it anyway look i'm just as embarrassed as you are I, <laughs> good i'm glad to hear it <laughs> But yeah, so we'll try again someday. But instead we went and got some tasty Louisiana style food. Hell yeah. Some gumbo and fried shrimpies and good just good stuff. Just good stuff. Oh, them beignets. Beignet. Gotta love them beignets, man. Those things are fantastic. Hell yeah. And we are reading our way through Supernatural Witches Canyon. Finally, after I what, like a like a month off of this show? I with mean, like one break in there for Claire and I to do that, that fanfic review episode. I think we've jumped two episodes now so two weeks yeah that feels about right yeah yeah and there there was there was the fanfic review episode just sort of stuck in there as sort of a you know holdover for folks yeah but then again that episode had like a three minute warning at the start of it so i i don't know if i don't (laughs) know if it got to everybody that's that's not for everyone (laughs) It's not like our normal content, which is just very mainstream. We mentioned bring the kids. I don't know. You probably haven't listened to the episode because we don't listen to our shows. I don't listen to anything where you're on it. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. Um, but but uh, the opening is like, yeah, the two these two guys talk about dicks and butts a lot, but never like dicks going in butts. That's <laughs> that's that's their their hard line. Uh, so this is going to be a weird one. And I was like, I feel like we've talked about dicks going in butts before. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's one of the fine places for them to go. Yeah, one like of Branson. The, one of the many fine locales. Yeah, you can find dicks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so uh, chapter 24, 25, yes, indeed. One I of mean, those. As we said, it's been a while, so we may as well do a little catch up. Oh for shit! Those. Like I remember what happened up until this point. You go ahead. Okay, so when last we left, uh, the boys are mm-hmm. good. Strong boys, our brothers. Uh huh. Our Sam our, our Samster and Dean Wise. Uh they had partnered up with old man Baird, mm-hmm. the uh the old guy who had been running around with a rifle that they, they had been getting reports of. Harmon Baird, a ninety one year old man who would be a hunter if any if this wasn't based on like the first season of the show where there weren't other hunters yet. I mean, there were other hunters. It's just he is very specifically only a hunter for this phenomenon that that's yeah, fair but uh they teamed up with him and uh he let them know that shit comes out of the woods that's the big thing mm-hmm. and a bear shits there and then it comes right out yeah yeah the bear goes into the woods and shits and then ghosts and that's why we have to kill all these bears and that was why that they bear <laughs> ghosts me i never hear back from the bear and that's why they stopped talking to Harmon baird because he just kept going on about bears he was just like look bears bears go in the woods and when they go in the woods, they do certain things, and then ghosts. So and then bear is bear Catholic. And let me tell you, yes, yes all of them. Bear, all bears are Catholic. Uh, that's why, Just like you... all dogs go to heaven, all <laughs> bears are Catholic. That's why if you kill one bear, it should aggro every bear because if you think about it, it's like you killed their best Catholic. <laughs> My best Catholic. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh. But yes, this. Uh, is pretty much where we left off as far as actual plot goes. Yeah. Because we had already had them established that they found out, you know, all of the various deaths and whatnot that have been going on. But right now, uh, we left with them about to go off into the woods with Harmon Baird. Yep. Yep. And then we resume with them off in the woods with Harmon Baird. I mean, no, not really cuz first of course we have to have some random person get murdered. Okay, fine. We have to get we have to introduce and tell the story of of uh Howard, Howard Patrick. Patrick. Howard Patrick, the uh the man who is a real estate agent and and loves his kids and wants to be everybody's friend in town. Yeah. And we get a lot of business about Howard Patrick for some reason like I know that we've gotten plenty of business every time they're like, and here's some dude we're about to kill. And I also oh, get... it wasn't enough snow for this lady, because she likes lots of snow. Yeah, and so this guy's like, oh, I've got every type of different like holiday-related thing out there, and if I could find a Kwanzaa one, I would. That was a pretty clumsy way to let us know that this is the town black guy, by the way. Yeah. Where they were just like, he's got a, a lit-up Christmas display and a menorah stored away somewhere in case he sees any you know, Jewish type folk. And oh, if he could only find a Kwanzaa one that lights up because he started celebrating Kwanzaa four years ago so that his kids would associate with their African heritage. And I was like, believe me, if you're the only black family in a tiny Arizona (laughs) town, your kids know exactly. (laughs) Uh, But we get a bunch of stuff about how he's like, oh, I take my business super seriously and everything I do is about trying to establish being people's friends so that they will come to me in order to sell their house if they ever want to sell or to buy something if they want to buy something this is like the most realized lived-in character we've met and it all makes sense you've been to tiny mountain towns right yeah like i was up in big bear last year and i would say that the only thing that there's more of than houses in Big Bear is real estate agencies, uh, because everyone in Big Bear is trying desperately to get the fuck away and end all their dumb timeshares and everything. So there are so many real estate agents. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. I'm sure he. It's like subways to tiny towns. Huh. Is these fucking real? So he's probably like, oh, I got to do something special. I got to be like everybody's best bud because otherwise, any other one of the fifteen real estate agencies up here will crush me. Oh yeah, and I mean. That's why he's like, I got to put every single type of thing up in the window for the holidays so that nobody thinks I'm discriminating. Mm -hmm. When I take a break, I walk around the neighborhood just so I can remind everyone around me that I am here and their friend. Yeah. That way, if any one of them, even for a split second, thinks about buying or selling a house, I'll pop unbidden into their mind with (laughs) a message. I will live rent free in their head. Mm hmm. Real estate agent, I'll, I'll tell them. Real estate. <laughs> uh, but he likes comfy things. He has a, a comfy home and a comfy office and a comfy car. And he's a, a nice comfy man who enjoys the, the nice things in life. Mm-hmm. Got a wife and two kids. And he's definitely going to get <laughs> eaten by some kind of ghost. He is going to get absolutely murdered. Yep. And I'm going to say this. For someone who has watched a lot of Supernatural... Yeah. uh, It's unfortunate <laughs> that they have to keep doing these because this is an entire novel length thing. Yeah. And so, you know, normally in just an episode, which would not fill up an entire novel for plot. This would all happen before the opening credits. Well, this would happen, you'd get one or two of the various death scenes that we've gotten. Yeah. Because that's enough to set up the stakes and then you only have, you know... 45, 50 minutes or whatever in Mm -hmm. order to tell the story. Yep. But because you have an entire novel to do and there's just one structure to how an episode plays out, they basically have to keep rewinding it and doing the same beats over and over. Yeah, we're basically seeing all the stuff that would happen pre-credits in any given episode of Genre TV over and over and over again. Like, notably, Sam and Dean have barely seen a ghost at this point. I think they saw the one that they killed that was going to try and get that lady. I mean... They've seen a couple. They've done some stuff. Oh, but right. They, they honest- saw the one in the parking lot too. Yeah, they haven't really fully interacted with like, oh, what's going on? I mean, there's a scene in this in this episode that we're doing right now where one of them's like, "Is this little boy a ghost?" Well, his face is all cut up and he's white, like really, like like not just you know Arizona white, but like like you know exceedingly like you know pasty and pale but maybe he's a real little boy and i'm like what the fuck is wrong (laughs) dean come on man sam sam come on man oh wait no now it just makes sense (laughs) (laughs) fucking softy go back to college samster yeah sam's the one who's like i don't want to hurt a little kid oh what if he's a real little kid what if he's a real boy yeah dean would be like i hate kids and then (laughs) i mean god i don't care if we talk about it right now jump up and jump up and get down that kid fucking like missing draws most of his a face, knife yeah, and comes at him, and he's still like, but maybe he's just a frightened kid with a knife. Like <laughs> my dude, <laughs> oh look, an elf <laughs> with a gun. <laughs> but no, it's yeah, is it, that a monkey? <laughs> he's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> there we did the DC one and the Hellboy one. There or wait, is, is, is Elf with a Gun Marvel? I don't, I don't remember Elf with a Gun. I is think it's DC. DC. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay, so this this patrick fellow howard patrick fellow is oh boy does he ever love his job and everybody in town he wants to be everyone's friend and and uh, he gets a phone call and they ask him how he's doing and he always says he's terrific because he wants people to call well, him everyone calls him mr terrific everyone. because he always answers everything with how are you doing how's the weather how's business terrific everything's terrific call me mr terrific fair play t-spheres <laughs> I'm going to, I don't know, help the green arrow a little. (laughs) Are these jokes landing for anybody? You have to have either watched Justice League Unlimited and really been paying attention or late period arrow. Indeed. Or Or just be a DC fan. Yeah, I guess you could just be a DC nerd and know about him from there. Yeah. Did you, have you ever seen the uh, the uh, opposite of Mister Terrific, Mister like Lousy or whatever his name is, Mister Horrible, <laughs> Doctor Lousy? No, he's, he's still Mister. It's just like a dude who's like wearing punk outfit. He's only from like two panels. There was, it was a gag about a mirror universe thing, and they ad- they added a Mister Horrible or something. <laughs> and you know, I gotta tell you, DC, I don't think you're done with done you're done with him yet, Mister Horrible. Mm-hmm. 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 Flood's a good album. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a fucking good album. Go listen to Flood, you guys. Flood. No naked little baby swimming towards a dollar on the cover either. It's a, it's an unimpeachable album. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Instead, it's like a dude rowing a uh, made up, a, made a fake boat. Yeah, fake, fake boat in a in a flood. Yes, yeah, I guess any boat that works is a real boat. Yep. So that's fair. It's just a makeshift, is the word I was. There you go. I've been having trouble all day. It's fine. Yeah. Don't you fine. worry about it. Yeah. In fact, you take the lead, and I'll just stand behind you and stammer. Yeah. That's how. That's how we uh, intimidate people. Whenever we go anywhere, I go up front and I'm like, "You better pay us what you owes," and then you're just back there like, "Yeah, but uh, you, be, yeah, but do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "What's with that guy?" Oh, we're doing bad cop, worse cop, <laughs> bad cop, unintelligible cop. <sighs> uh but yes, uh, Howard is the bemoaning duck. the fact that he is. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Uh, Hey, there ain't no way to conceal it. He is bemoaning the fact that more and more business is taking place online and that, you know, he has so many papers spread out over his desk, but now he just needs to check his email and Mm -hmm. he's so angry because he's been trying to email back to people and it won't go through and he's tried to call tech support but that didn't go through either and he's heard about a whole bunch of people dying but that's probably malarkey and if it isn't why it sounds terrific (laughs) the fact (laughs) that this guy is as positive and just like in his mind as he is when he's like oh yeah and also i've heard a couple dozen people have been murdered like whoa hey whoa <laughs> not my problem i'm a happy i i, I hope their that fam- just means more houses for me yeah, to sell if their families need to move out of town i'm sure i can help yeah <laughs> but he has an email from- i got that email is like some gift of the magi shit by the way where it's just wow. like let's fill some page space he had 19 emails three of them were spam Four of them were personal emails that he dealt with on his own, and I won't go into here because they're personal. And And if half of them were from Susan and two-thirds were from Bobby, then how many emails... No. Fourteen of the emails were in pennies. (laughs) None of them were nickels. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) I'm sorry. But yes, he eventually sees one of the business emails is from someone who is looking to buy a ranch like Juliet's. Oh, and he, of course, is is, uh, Juliet's uh, real estate agent and is keenly aware of her desire to get the hell out of town. Oh, yeah, and he's already tried to call her and left a message, but she won't answer, which is weird because apparently she would tell him if she was going out of town for some reason. That's how desperate she is to sell that house, that she has a close personal relationship with a real estate agent and will let him know when when times are good for for him to call her and not. But apparently she hasn't answered the phone or called back, and he's like, well, you know what? You know what gives the personal touch and why? Good old Howie is everyone's terrific best friend. Mm -hmm. Why I'll go make a house call. And I can, I just don't like to go wandering around houses without express permission of the owner, for reasons that will probably seem obvious when once again I remind you that we're in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll go by the house and see if everything's okay. Yeah, and oh no, that's the house with a wolf on it. Yes, indeed. Don't go there, there's a monster. Oh no, there's a monster at the end of this chapter. Well, at the beginning of the next chapter. now. Well. At this chapter. No, I'm pretty sure it's the beginning of the next chapter. The next beginning. The next beginning of the old chapter's end. The beginning of the next. Every new beginning is some (laughs) other chapter's end. (laughs) Oh, excellent. Thank you for that. Mm, You're welcome. I I genuinely don't remember. Does it it cut to Juliet from here? No, I'm sure it probably goes to Sam and Dean fucking around. Yeah, because the two of them are traipsing through the snow with old Harmon Baird Baird. Oh, yeah. Because... They're off going through the woods and having a little device that will let them know if something is there. Oh, right. They've got like a thing. It's like two laser pointers. Yeah. They got a little infrared laser sensor. Weird, weirdly green. I don't know. That, that. I feel like it's very strange. It's I don't strange. know what's going on. It's a, it, it shoots green la- green infrared lasers, which sounds like a, a miracle to me. <laughs> um and i mean it's right in the name author i mean it's not called infra green and it should be <laughs> it obviously it should be uh, my apologies i take it back obviously you should call it infra green so but they're they're wandering through the woods and they're like if any if we see if any ghosties are around this laser will do a thing or something yeah this will beep at us to let us know there's definitely ghosts afoot and it, or or the laser itself will go all crazy like probably because it passes through a ghost like going through water or something i don't, I don't know, know. Get, gets refracted around up inside them ghost ju- ghost juices but they're like hey man is this uh is this is this where we should be mm-hmm. like is this where they come out and he's like hey, i come out wherever one place is as good as any. As long as you're in the woods, they'll come traipsing out of the woods. Look, guys, there's way more of them than you're ready to, to accept. You've been seeing the like pre-cum of this. This When they go full jizz, it's like every forest vomits ghosts everywhere. Dicks and butts. Dicks and butts. Hey. Folks, let me just go a quick uh, warning for the rest of this episode and for the preceding one minute of this episode. I might mention pre-cum. <laughs> It might and happen. It might be your pre-cum daddy. It's, prob- <laughs> it's probably going to come up again. <laughs> We're going to have post-cum. <laughs> oh, post-cum. He used to be known as Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, they're just wandering around. We get a little thing, which I love, where Sam's like, oh, I believe in God, but Dean doesn't because I have faith and Dean doesn't. And I'm like. Dude, I know this is like I know. season, well, season one. I, I was chuckling at that when I read through it, too, because <laughs> a part where he's like, I'm a normal guy. I've never met or spoken to or listened to or seen God. I've never gone on adventures with God. <laughs> I've never traipsed around with angels fighting angels. I mean, they do actually meet god it's not just not just angels and evidence of god yes indeed but just god yes he is a major character okay good yeah it is kind of fun foreshadowing where he's like i'm a normal guy i've not met god that's dumb (laughs) that's silly that's some post five season five shit is what that is and this was written pre that point so even then they're like oh Clearly, God's never going to show up. We don't need to worry about <laughs> You'd that. You'd have to be a fully septic moron to, ex- to assume these boys would run into the creator of all things. Why, this show would have to jump so many sharks. <laughs> yes. It had to be made of sharks. But yes, they do eventually have their little device flickers, and they're like, oh, we got something, and it's. It's a deer, a ghost deer. Yeah, because it wasn't there a second ago, but now a deer is. Yeah. And then they chase after it, and then it turns into coyote. And they're like, aha, shapeshifter. Uh Aha. But it still, it dies the same way as all the other Woods Boogans. When they eventually kill this thing, it fades away. So I have to assume that it's the ghost of a shapeshifter? Well. It's the curse of the mummy's shapeshifter's ghost? I mean, I don't really know, because... They don't really catch up with the coyote in this at least, well, I think it's supposed to be implied that the coyote becomes the eagle, and then Maybe. the eagle and then the eagle becomes the bear, and the gray the bear becomes the mountain, and the mountain becomes i don't know a metaphor and the mountain becomes the sea, and yeah. so too do the winds of time, something, mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. yeah, and if you can paint with all the colors of the wind, good for you, yeah, that's great, but yes, as they are chasing after this coyote. Poor old Sammy goes running around a corner and he comes smack dab face first into a lumberjacks makeshift club. He hits him with a chunk of lumber. Yeah. He's got like a seg- a segment of tree and he just... He just bonks with, with Sam with it. Uh huh. Yeah. And Sam goes out like a sack of potatoes. Now, it is a lumberjack. Right? It's not just a lumberjack's wood chunk. It is a lumberjack. With a wood he, he runs afoul of a, wood, a, a woodchuck chucking lumberjack who hits him with a woodchuck. Next chapter. Yeah. I mean, it just starts with. Sam opening his eyes and being like, "Ow, fuck, that hurt a lot." It was an important chapter break. Yeah, we no, had to. It was definitely a cut to commercial. Someone gets hit with a log and goes unconscious, and there's your there your oh, current yeah. POV character. Black. Yeah, you cut to black, and then you're like, "Ah, now it's time to hear about low co- or low finance and home loans." Yeah, it's now time for me to tell you about the new Toyota Thon sales event. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for the best car insurance rates in town, call the General. I'm He's way a out. clown. <laughs> they've really changed those ads it's been a while since i've seen a commercial for anything yeah, weird right yeah uh now yes. he's a clown <laughs> oh honk honk general clown here <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's just the same coverage for liability insurance as any other fucking company just call anybody jesus it doesn't matter whoa, whoa look at me i'm like a leftover from the daytime antihistamine commercial ages it's just me and the bee now <laughs> only the two of us we're, we're, we have a tauntine going i think that got that big fungus from those commercials for foot fungus thought he was gonna win but nope that mucus guy that yeah. moves in Ooh, that guy <laughs> no one thought he was gonna win that guy sucked mr mucinex get <laughs> out of here He drank like a fish <laughs> uh you don't want to know it but he abused his wife <laughs> the, the mucus wife. <laughs> the only real tragedy in this whole tontine of our daytime crappy CGI commercials is that penguin for frozen kids food ah! died too young, hit by a truck. The poor bastard. Driven by me and Charles Barkley. <laughs> we were high out of our minds. <laughs> Not even once was Salvia kids. <laughs> That's why I'm a clown now to mask my pain no one can know i'm on the run i'm hiding out with this dog i'm so depressed doctor what should i do you should hide with <laughs> fucking this dog. dog you gotta hide me we're gonna hide from the cops together <laughs> no to look at the concert of great clown Poliachi. <laughs> but, but little harvard <laughs> the aristocats uh... specifically the cats not the Krats. yes okay good I need to drink that caffeine. You do. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you open up that can, and I'll tell the lovely people that Sam wakes up and his shit's all fucked, and he's got blood in his face, and Dean's like, Hey, Sammy, you got fucked up. Let's go. Yeah, he got bonked real good. He's got, like, an egg-sized lump on his head that's purple and bleeding, and Dean's just like, Get up, dumbass. I have learned nothing from my father. <laughs> and I have just, forgotten his face. I love the idea of this happening because it wouldn't because that would mean making one of your two leads look slightly less attractive oh i'm I'm guessing on the show face damage is an uncommon um, event indeed oh you'll get like some dirt or blood smudges that Mm -hmm. are like strategically placed to not like hide the fact that you've got smoldering eyes or delicious cheekbones if anything this just (laughs) calls attention you've got blood the way other people wear rouge yeah but yeah, here they're getting fucked in the face. Which, yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a book. They can do whatever well, the they fuck they want, it, including getting fucked in the face, which surprisingly common in literature about these two <laughs> didn't know it until recently. But <laughs> uh, but yes, he's just like, well, let's go. Harmon kept on chasing after that coyote. And, and I stayed here to make sure no one murdered you while you were passed out. And you let him go alone, which is you know, a reasonable question. But the answer of like. Yeah, I don't really care that he's 90. He's done two of these already. Oh, yeah. That that dude is probably better at this than we are specifically this. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. He can go do that. And also, you were attacked by a ghost lumberjack and were unconscious. Mm-hmm. I wasn't just going to be like, ah, you're good. Oh, also they blasted the lumberjack, just in case you were curious as to what happened to the the uh, sir not appearing in this chapter lumberjack the moment that he bonked uh, Sam, he got blasted with a gun. Oh, yeah. So he's dead. He just blasted rope yeah. all over him. He's de- <laughs> blasted salt rope all over him. That's right. That's what, that's what he calls it when he fires his rock salt shotgun. Uh-huh. I'm, uh- I'm blasting salt rope. <laughs> Is his catchphrase for season one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one didn't test well. I think it was... <laughs> here comes my salty (laughs) robe yeah he eventually changed it for hang on sam i'm coming (laughs) (sighs) anyway yes Mm -hmm. that is pretty much just all we get a couple pages of them going like hey man you all right yeah kind of kind of yeah he tries to stand up and turns green which looks great with the purple on his forehead blah blah jokey joke and then he's like okay yes i can run let's go catch up to Harmon." yeah Now that I know I'm not going to throw up just by standing, we can go. Yeah. Yeah. And then we check in with Juliet, who's making toast for breakfast. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She's got a little tea going. Oh, yeah. She's got hot water in a pot and some toast. And right as the toast is toasting, all the power goes out. Oh, no. Not a power outage. And she immediately is like, it's the fucking wolf. The goddamn wolf. Stupid goddamn fucking wolf. You're not stopping me from having toast and tea, wolf. The water's already hot and the toast is already hot. Yeah, I already toasted the bread and I already got hot water. Fuck you, wolf. Yeah, so instead of her freaking out and trying to figure out what's going on, she sits down and eats her goddamn toast and tea. (laughs) God damn it, I will eat this. Yeah. Then she's like, wait, okay, hold on. Let Let me do some mental math here. If a dog bit through my power lines, the dog would burn and die. Yeah. If there was some high power electric line and an animal bit into it, I'm pretty sure that animal would get fucked. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go to the part of my house from which I can see the power pole. And if I can, I'll spot that crispy dog. Yeah. I'll see if that's the problem. A crispy dog. Mm Mm-hmm. I like that her her rationale... Is like well, okay. Obviously, the wolf did this. The wolf definitely cut off my power maliciously, but he's just a wolf, so obvious. He probably killed himself on the power line when he, you know, maliciously bit through it specifically to to, uh, to freeze me out of my home. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Love it. Perfect. Very smart. We've ascribed the wolf is malicious and intelligent, but not that malicious and intelligent. It's like oh, hyper intelligent, but still dumb enough to just. Fight through and kill itself (laughs) he's 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 hyper intelligent at murdering a regular dog at smarts and a cat at evil Ah! (laughs) uh but yeah she goes upstairs and oh the room she has to go in to see that power pole is it's the old office that her husband had right oh thank goodness she misses good old ross so much he had a A bunch of (laughs) fucking dumb crap in there that she mostly got rid of except for his long johns and his novelty calendar with, skimpy clad ladies with power tools now we notice right away here because the author seems to really like one word when he's using that he uses to describe sexy babes which is nubile nubile young things and he uses it as both an adjective when he calls them nubile young things and then later as a noun when he calls them pretty young nubiles yep ross admired young nubiles and power tools but he wasn't very skilled with either. <laughs> hey, he'll be here all week. Oh, right, right. I'm being hunted oh. by a ghost dog. I forgot. Oh, that's right. There's, there's a dead guy right outside of my yard and I'm going <laughs> to be killed by a wolf. I should probably quit with the yuck em ups. <laughs> and she's like, she has this like vague distaste for her husband's poor, like uh not even nudie calendar, just like bikini calendar. So she's like, he didn't buy it for himself. Uh, It was a gag gift from a stockbroker friend of his. But then he kept it. It's two years old now, or maybe I kept it. One of us kept it. So she's just left it there because she hasn't really done anything to this room. Right. It's just such a weird thing to focus in on. And also, that's too many uses of nubile. Hmm. You get one. You can choose the verb or the noun. If you use it for both in the same paragraph, you're weird. Well, it's it's almost as creepy as females, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but she does indeed see the power cable is on the ground, but it isn't like flopping around or sparking. There's no power seeming to come through it. Mm -hmm. And of course, no dead dog. Now, granted, that's just her having a misconception of how live power lines should work. Yeah. Where she's like, well, how come it isn't jumping all over the place and being dangerous like on TV shows and movies? It's like, well, probably because it's not sitting in a pool of water. You know, if it doesn't have anything for the electricity to to uh, to pass through in, into the next stage, it it won't. It's just on the ground. It's just it's on, grounded. Yeah, so it's it's literally grounded. It's gonna sit there and be hyper dangerous and not look dangerous. Yeah, if someone comes up and grabs that bad boy, ooh, look out! They're in for a bad time. Unless they're a ghost wolf, apparently, in which case they are fine because there's no dead wolf around here. Nope. And uh, she's like, well, all right, so I guess that means this isn't any ordinary wolf, which yeah, <laughs> no shit. It, it bit through the power line. You knew it bit through the power line when it bit through the power line. What are you talking about? It. Oh, did you accidentally smear meat on the power line the other day or something? He, <laughs> well, this is no ordinary wolf. It's stalking me, turned off my power and phone, mm-hmm. and is also just hyper intelligent and able to hide well from anyone killed my entire herd by itself in two days and my ranch hand but i keep thinking it might just be some dog yeah you know some giant red dog it's some clifford thing i do like that uh at this point of course she sees howard's uh car coming in his grand cherokee yeah howard's the truck (laughs) howard's the truck ain't no way to conceal it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, And she's like, oh, sweet. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And I then... got to try and signal Howard to let him know he's got to come right up to the door because mm-hmm. I can see over in the tall grass, there's the wolf out there. Mm-hmm. Hunting. Yeah. And you don't see the wolf that gets you. You see the wolf that w- the wolves want you to see. Clever wolf. Wolf. <laughs> but yeah, he... This is just a slow motion train wreck. He 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 tries to get out of the car. She's like, no, no, no. Get back in and keep driving. And he's like, what? I can't hear you. It gets in and he's like, oh, I'm going to start the car. Up. She's like, no. Oh, wait, I do want him to do that. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Drive all the way to the door. And he doesn't. And the wolf gets him. Oh, yeah. It takes forever. There's this whole weird comedy of errors where she keeps yelling stuff and he just can't hear her. Because you know she's on the second story of the house, and he's out in the yard of that same house. Obviously, that is an, uh, a a gulf of sound blocking equipment that will stop anyone well, from he, hearing anyone. He's in the car because obviously, the second he opens the door to get out, the wolf gets him. Yes, yeah. No, as soon as he steps out of the car, yeah. So you know she's trying to yell at him, and he's just like, "Uh, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I guess I'll have to open the door." <laughs> Oops, and then he gets wolfed real bad poor guy just, just gets just ragdolled around by a giant wolf so wolfed and uh yeah now she's got <laughs> a new car a brand new car and and this one might even work because the wolf hasn't gotten into it and torn out the another thing this wolf that might have been an ordinary wolf did where he stole all the distributor caps yeah you know where that wolf just shredded tires and ruined an engine mm-hmm. probably just cuz it tasted like moose or something normal wolf yeah but now she's like ooh it's biting it's time and toying with me mm-hmm. mm it knows where i am it knows it knows exactly what to do i need some caffeine you should put some caffeine in you i'm trying you sleepy beepus i don't know what happened i had a regular night's sleep i just had a hard ass day of trying to get my car repaired yeah well I get it. Yeah. Car repair sucks. Also, it was really hot. So it was a lot of time. Here's, I'll tell you the, the real problem with my car. They fixed it and I took it home with me. My car's always had a little bit of a slow AC leak mm-hmm. and it's been sitting fallow for two months. Mm-hmm. So when I got in it and it was like 88 there, I got in my car and I was like, all right, and now for some fresh air conditioning. And it was coming out of there like hotter than the air. It was like, nice. oh, you want some hundred degree air? Here you go. <laughs> Straight from the radiator. All for you. And as you can imagine, the, the whole point of getting the car at the time I did was like, okay, I got to go put Sage down for her nap. So I got to get the car working, move the, 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 uh, the car seat into that car, load Sage, turn on the air conditioning drive. Oh no, I can't drive around with her in this blazing hot car. Hmm. And I can't drive around with the windows down. She won't fall asleep. So other, other things, other problems. problems. Just a day of problems. I'm going to have some caffeine. This has been too personal. <laughs> this has been Problems with Jeff. Thank you for your struggles. Uh, you're welcome. Anyway. You're welcome for my pain. Next chapter. Mm. Uh, they come across Harmon Baird because he's shooting. He's they shooting. hear the gunfire. Yeah, he's pinned down more or less. Uh, he's he's tracked that shapeshifter. He says the coyote ran up to a group of like Native Americans and soldiers and stuff turned into an eagle, flew around them a couple of times, and then headed off into the distance. He tried to shoot the eagle, but of course it's hard to shoot an eagle, so he wasn't able to. Yeah, so he is just pinned behind a rock as a large group of people with guns, just some ghost gun havers, are like, yeah, we're gonna get you, and so the brothers are like, well, we should probably try and circle around and, you know, Get on either side of them before they do that to us. Yeah, so Dean's like, hey, man, you stay here, and we're going to circle around. Obviously, you're the one who needs to stay here. And he's like, hey, what's that supposed to mean? I may be 91 years- Oh, right. I may be old and dying, but oh, no. <laughs> I made myself sad. <laughs> and he's complaining about it. He's like, couple of jaspers old, young enough to be my great-grandchildren telling me what to do. I don't need you to get out of the woods and killer man and so they do they they circle around and then we just get a bunch of descriptions of them shooting people uh i don't know dean takes out some soldiers or some crap sam finds a little boy man you are just gunning through this in a minute i'm sorry uh, you, you can slow it down please by all means i mean we got to fill a whole podcast Here, with this shit no here's the problem the few things i remember i'm like shit i can't wait to talk about that because i remember it Ha! <laughs> Yeah, that's why you need to let me lead this. It's okay. You can lead. There's only one set of footprints on this sand, and it's because I'm carrying you. (laughs) You can't carry me. That's true. I'm weak and you're big. That's our new show, Weak and Bigs. (laughs) Please, by all means, describe the combat in great detail, even though it was very boring. Well, I mean, the big thing is they have to go around. We follow Sam mostly for this. Yeah, And he's got to try and, you know... Stay low, go tree to tree, run through some bushes and shit. All nimbly-pimbly. And he does indeed find, or before he even finds it, hears crying off in the distance, and he's like, hmm, should I check on the crying? Well, okay, let's run the numbers. Last woods crying I heard, pretty girl, hmm. Maybe (laughs) this is another sad human. I'll have to help that sad human. They are crying in the woods, random woods that we just sort of wandered into because we were following an old guy. Yes, but super you know- deep into the woods in winter and there's all sorts of gunfire happening. I'm sure someone's just sitting here crying. Yeah, you know, it could be like a Timothy Treadwell or something. You know, you know you don't know. It could be some random woods man. But he's like, oh, that sounds like a small person or a lady who is crying. Probable ghost, potential crying person. I should check quickly. Yeah cause it's Sammy and he's got a big heart and he's like, I can't just leave someone out here who might be injured or scared. I've got to go help him out. Yeah. And indeed he does go find a like fetal position, curled up crying boy. And uh, we learn, I hadn't really thought about it, but they're like, Oh no, these ghosts never speak. They never say anything. And so he, They can cry, but apparently when he finds this kid and sees him with, like, a knife wound slashed down across his face, and he's like, hey, kid, hey, please talk to me so I know you're not a ghost. The kid's just like, well, I have a knife. Hmm. Not sure yet. Hmm. Hold on a second. If there's anything I know about the ghosts, it's that they killed in the method that they were killed. And this kid's got a giant knife gash across his face. And a knife. Hmm. No. (laughs) Hey, kid. Why don't you come over here and let me see if you're real? Let me check. First of all, let me do some further follow-up investigation. Nine-year-old by himself, crying in the fetal position in the woods. Giant, bloodless knife gash on his face. No blood around him in the snow. Mmm. This is lining up to me, probable, real little kid. Yeah, and then kid takes a swing with the knife at him. He grabs his arm, and he's like, Well, the arm seems real enough. Maybe the kid's just panicked because of the wound and all this gunfire. I'm like, what little kid? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the kid's recent discovery that he has no blood that, oh, that's got him so panicked. I can't bleed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm made of clay, or so I'm like a Galatea story. <laughs> but after he grabs the kid's arm, the kid disappears and reappears out of his grasp, and he's like oh, okay, I guess you are a ghost. I guess I'll deal with that then, and shoots him. Yeah, and that's, I mean, it's much harder in this scenario than it is in the normal show. Because in the normal show, ghost runs at you, you shoot him with rock salt, and they just sort of evaporate into mist. Yes, here they take a wound first. Yeah, so he has to, like, shoot a nine-year-old's face off, Mm -hmm. and then it disappears. So he has the kind of trauma of, yeah, I had to watch, you know myself kill a little kid before the ghost disappeared. That's kind of fucked. Yeah, but at least once the ghost disappeared, he was like, ah, good, pre-dead. My favorite type of child. (laughs) Ones I don't have to kill, I have to kill again. Because they're dead already. Uh, And so, meanwhile... (laughs) Dean is trying to get around to the side of these guys, and he's like, what's taking Sammy so long? Hmm... Well, I guess I better just start shooting at him anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he starts shooting. And I I can't remember the order in which he he takes out a couple of them, but then he's attacked by an eagle. Yes. And we find out that because they established in this that the ghosts don't say anything, the eagle also isn't screeching at him. It's Mm -hmm. just a diving with its mouth open doing a soundless screech. But I mean, that is totally normal. Birds don't usually screech when they do their hunt move that's why would they do that they're ambush predators they wouldn't be like what up? <laughs> that's not that's not conducive. hey fucker <laughs> also that eagle sound you always hear isn't an eagle at all it's a peregrine falcon eagles bald eagles in particular sound like old bitches <coughs> 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 they're just, they're just, i'm a goblin yeah. <coughs> <coughs> they just sound like they suck yeah so but they're definitely silent when they do those hunt dives so this is all very normal but then he, the eagle gets at him, starts pecking and slashes his face up real good. Yeah, pecks at his eye, slashes up his arm. But eventually he just uses his shotgun as a club to beat the eagle and then grab it by the feet and slam it into a rock. Yes, he slams it into the side of a tree until one of its eyeballs pops out. And then he's like, well, shit, the bird hasn't disappeared yet. Did I just beat a real eagle to death? Did I just kill an eagle? And then it disappears, and he's like, oh, okay. Okay, well, now I feel great. Well, got killed a ghost eagle. <laughs> I would have felt real unpatriotic if I had killed a real eagle. <laughs> he would have looked at me all crying and called me a weirdo. Weirdo. <laughs> You're all weirdos. I wish Sam had killed me so I could have the joke. I wish this could have been a Sam the Eagle joke. Yeah. But no. Imagine if we could have called you Sam the Eagle Slayer. But no, no, we can't do that, can we, Dean? We can't have nice things. <laughs> Weirdo. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, he gets joined by Sam who shoots up some drugs. and uh, Yep, definitely shoots up some drugs. <laughs> Kids not even once. Never do it. But yes, he does indeed manage to murder out a bunch of guys. Sam comes in, shoots another one. Mm -hmm. So they get rid of all of the ghosts that were here. Yeah, there was one ghost left that was really hard to get at. He was a soldier and he was in a really good position. And eventually Dean managed to sneak close enough to stick a rock through a crack in the in the or a gun through a crack in the rocks and, and shoot the guy before he noticed he was coming. Oh, yeah. And then they're pretty much out of ghosts. Yeah, and, and at a- this point they're like, all right, well, I'm gonna go try and walk over to Sam, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna hope that Baird doesn't shoot me and think I'm a ghost as I walk over there. Right. Well, you know, Baird's really knowledgeable about the ghosts, so obviously the easiest way to get away with that is just to walk over there talking. If you're just like, I'm not a ghost, I'm definitely not a ghost. Hey, then listen everybody. to me talk. I know a guy named Harmon Baird. <laughs> <laughs> you probably would get lo- be a lot less likely to get shot. You might draw the attention of more ghosts if you did that, though. So obviously, there's pros and cons to my plan. Yes. Yes. Now, a land of contrasts. In we, summation, we do get Dean has some face woundage of his own. With oh like, no! Shot like across his cheek, and he's got like a flap of skin that's. I, I think it was an eagle talon what got him and gave him a big old cut. Yeah. Like he's got a, yeah. He's got like a gash on on one of his cheeks where an eagle got him. Yeah, and so he has. A nasty flap of skin just flapping around. Mm-hmm. Blood pouring out from the side of it. And boy, oh boy, these boys look awful. These boys have been so messed up. Meanwhile, Harmon's fine. He's just like, yeah, well. You dumb assholes. <laughs> Jaspers. <laughs> yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> Better head back to your hotel room and lick each other's wounds, I assume. <laughs> it's what you do, right? <laughs> if they, uh, the, the stories I've read are any indication... <laughs> Big fan, by the way. <laughs> you're only the top because you're taller. Most most fic writers are very unimaginative. Hmm? <laughs> you want to read some of mine? <laughs> oh, it gets real nasty. Plus, it's got some stuff from way back in the day because I'm old. I've got a bunch of like Woodrow Wilson stuff. <laughs> I have the two of you fighting the ghost of uh, Eisenhower. <laughs> <laughs> I've got you Hoover and Herbert. <laughs> You know what I mean? Hey, I think you do. Next chapter. (laughs) We go back to Mayor Milner, who has completely lost his ability to have a grasp on reality because the sheriff's like, hey, uh, there are so many dead people and we cannot get out of town or reach anyone. And he's just like, well, we're not going to postpone the opening. I mean, on the one hand, postponing the opening would only stave like, local townsfolk anyway. Because you can't get out of town to warn other people in any real way. And they've been advertising the mall opening for weeks. So it's mostly, the, the big problem here is the town is going to fill up with people. Yes. And there's no way to stop it, because there's a one-way thing into town. And the mayor even brings it up. He's like, look, I saw a UPS truck go by an hour ago. What was that about? And the, and the sheriff was like, yeah, he's stuck here. Yeah, we detained him and told him... That he can't get out of here because he'll die. He'll get eaten by bugs if he tries to leave. And he's he's hanging out. He's grumpy, but he tried to radio for help. And what do you know? Radios don't work. Radios are spectacularly difficult to jam, Chief. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but the fact that a shortwave radio isn't working is fucked up. Yeah, that's like... (laughs) That's like a weird fundamental physical properties of the universe level fucked up. Yeah, like it's one thing to say we can't get internet or telephone out; those are on lines. This shit, however, is troubling. It's just waves, Mayor. <laughs> just waves don't work. So someone has managed to block so as you can imagine that's a problem but the mayor he's supposed to be presented as the jaw's mayor here so he's just like we got to do the opening it'll ruin the town but and what do you what do you think we're gonna do put up a big sign that says don't come here because of ghosts i mean that will be the laughing stock that part's fair they don't know the exact delineation point at which you are you are now stuck in the town's orbit like, someone's going to have to go out to the point of no return and put a bunch of big signs up that say stuff like, I don't know, chemical fire or something, and they'll never know if they were right. I mean, the big thing is, they were like, well, we can have just a roadblock, like, send some cars out to the barrier and just have them block the road. How? You send any car out there, if it gets, the only way they'll know they're close enough to where the roadblock should be is if they die from bugs or something. That's the only way to know. So basically you have to send waves of suicide cops to go out there. And each time you're like, okay, that guy died there. So we'll pull up behind him and see if we die. And then if we do, we'll try and run up there real quick and put signs and run back. But, well, I mean, what you do is you drive until you get to a point that is still within city limits. Because mm-hmm. I think it's probably city limits. Weird assumption, but sure. And then if something starts happening weird you turn the car around and you start going back now as soon as it stops <laughs> happening you're like all right we're here that's another interesting assumption that that the bugs would have stopped if that dude had turned around i think they might have <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so so the mayor's very cor- in my mind in, in my opinion here the mayor's more or less correct where he's like uh i mean i closing the mall yeah we probably should but trying to stop other people from coming into town, we literally cannot. There is nothing we can do that would make any sense. Like, we know maybe one of the infinite vectors by which people may approach this this spare space of land where the murder line is, because we had one guy try to get out. But we're going to have to send someone down that road to put up a sign, and also every other road in and out of town at roughly the same distance, and... Thankfully, this is a tiny town with one road in and out. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's a good point. So, you really only need to do it twice. Yeah, it's not like we need to stop people from getting into LA. What if people try to hike in over the hills? Yeah, you that's never right. know. That, my, that mall is really important. You don't understand how cool this mall is. It has a combination Cinnabon Wetzel's pretzels. <laughs> you can get that icing on a pretzel. It has the absolute rarest of all restaurants the combination KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. It's all three. <laughs> it has them all. You can get combo meals. They're like one piece of chicken, two tacos, and a breadstick. You know what else? It's also got an A and W. Oh shit, an A and W. I have to go to that mall fucking right now. I'm the mayor. Fuck. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the sheriff is like, no, we'll just send cars out and have them block the road, and then tell people to turn the fuck around and get out of here. And yeah. hopefully that will work. Great. Send cars out and, you know, hopefully write some stuff down on their cars because uh, otherwise you're just going to get a bunch of reports back from a bunch of bug-eaten corpses. <laughs> well, I mean, that's another way to deter people. You send the cars out. As soon as you're about to die, you go across the road, you block the road, lights on, and then you walk in front and die so people will see two cop cars <laughs> blocking the road with corpses in front of it and go, oh, I don't need to go to the mall that bad. <laughs> I need to I have, they have one of those candle things the ones that sell weird man scent candles they have a store that's just stationary do you understand me I need it <laughs> I have to get to that fucking mall you will not stop me they have one of those 80s style piano stores in there they have a store that's just knickknacks do you <laughs> understand knickknacks <laughs> nothing else If you try and stop me from getting to the 20 or or, uh, the Gap Limited and the Gap Kids and the Gap 2 and the regular Gap, I will personally kill you. (laughs) I will hike over this mountain so that I can go to a store that sells knives to teenagers. (laughs) You don't understand. They're not going to stop coming. They have every flavor of jelly bean at that mall and you can buy them in whatever combination you want. It's an entire factory of sweets. (laughs) Yeah. Anywho, um, the, yeah, the mayor's it's funny because, like I'm saying, the mayor's got some good points. It's going to be very hard to block the town off in a, in a way that makes any fucking sense at all. But he's like, I, I'm surprised you haven't tried using smoke signals to get the message out. And amusingly, the chief is like, yeah, I thought about it, but I don't think anyone outside of town is smart enough to read smoke signals. And I'm like, quit being pompous, dickhead. You don't know. Well, he probably knows. I mean, no one's going to see it. He also was like, well, maybe instead of that, I would just light the town on fire fire. to the forest but that's probably the best idea anyone's had but even then he's like but i don't know what's gonna happen it'll draw probably firefighters but then they'll be stuck here yes yeah just fill the town with people uh (laughs) we don't know what's happening we don't know how many people they'll kill well i wish they'd kill me says the mayor well dude foreshadowing i uh (laughs) I think you should probably not say that in a supernatural murder situation. Yeah, it's, the mayor's definitely going to die, but it's sad because we only get to meet him here in his, in his fancy office and we don't have a scene where he wanders around his own house and recites his various character interests. Things he likes and dislikes. I mean, eventually, he's not dead yet. I have to assume the scene where he dies, he'll be wandering around the mall with like a hot dog on a stick. And (laughs) it will be like, ah, the American dream. That's what I love. Hot dog on a stick. Served to me by a young nubile. (laughs) (laughs) Something about that hat, though. (laughs) Ah, the desexualizing uniform of the hot dog on a stick attendant. Nothing I love better than to look at someone serving me a hot dog and go ew. Everyone looks like an un- like one of those weird fruit flavored candy canes you can get most of the year. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh. So basically, the two of them are kind of at a stalemate. Like the thing is, both of them ha- their hands are tied. So Beckett, the our uh, our sheriff, is just keeps telling him like, you know, we can't call outside of town. You know I can't email outside of town. You can't email outside of town either. You know we can't do anything, and if we could, we would. So I only have one priority, and it's keep as many people alive as possible. Yeah, and I mean, even if we manage to block the road and we fuck up and are a little before that, at least the people who stop at the roadblock and can't leave will just further the roadblock at that point. Fair. That's a good point there. I mean, essentially the only option you have is, Roadblock and try and keep as many people out as you can. (laughs) I think send people just outside or or as far outside of town as you're safe with. Dig out big trenches and then light the bottoms of the trenches on fire, so there's giant fire pits in the way. People (laughs) come out there. They're like, I don't want to go to a fire pit. That's that fucking sucks. That's weird. (laughs) Pass on that. Uh, but yes, the uh, after that, of course, we go back to the boys and Baird, Mm -hmm. and they're like, all right, so. uh, about this evil ranch you were telling oh, us about thank you for reminding me i could not this this part i was fully drawing a blank but yeah it's just him being like yeah i lived in a ranch hey yeah, back in the day you know there were some miners and cowboys and, and they uh they used to mine for copper and then they'd mine for uranium oh and sam's all excited about it he's like oh you mean there used to be radioactive miners around here oh yes they come out after a shift and they drink down at the Bright Angel Lounge. And I know some of them probably would have set off a Geiger counter if you'd had one near them. Now, of course, in that time, you could get a sarsaparilla for a nickel. <laughs> Style at the time. Uh, but yeah, he gets this. We we get this whole fucking story. Uh, he wants to know that they, they want to know the name of the ranch. He remembers that, like the Circle. It's the, the Circle, the C Circle B, or the Copperbell Ranch. Yeah, the Copperbell Ranch. Uh, and he's like, yeah, they were, this place was settled way before I was even here because of the miners and everything. So there were people here back at least as far as 1850. Yeah. So whatever started, this could have been way far ago. And you know, the, at the time there was just one family that owned most of the land here cause no one else was here. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, uh, this is my land now. Right. The Murphy's. Now, his, his mom wants not, was the one who was like, we got to leave town, this ranch is evil. And, and he has no idea why she said that or no. what she was talking about. But he, they were living on some of that Murphy land at the time. Yes. And so he's like, not sure, you know, why or anything that happened with that. But, uh, you know, eventually the Murphy land got sort of divided up because they just owned too much and had to sell shit. Yep. And... No idea why. And then Sam, because he's a book nerd, is like, wait, lots of times great big ranches have, like, local private autobiographies written about the history of the ranch. If we go to the library, we might be able to find one for this Copperbell Ranch. Well, I don't think so. Uh, Why not? Well, you see, someone was writing it, but he never finished it. Old Neville Stein. I remember it like it was yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. Because it turns out that there was a dude who was obsessed with the ranch and was writing its history, but he was also a teacher in the early 1920s. Well, it's he's like, oh, well, is he still alive Would he talk to us? Oh, no, he won't. Why not? Well, I shot him yesterday. Yeah, but you shot his ghost. His story sucks. It's well, like, he already died, you know, in the first 40 year back in 1920. Uh, a bunch of local boys murdered him. For asking out one of their sisters. You see, cowboys hate teachers. That's one of those things. Yeah. Anyway, they shot him in the face, and then I did the same thing yesterday, so I don't think he'll give you any information. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's how we learn what's going on with old Neville Stein, the only person to ever try to write a history of the ranch and fail. But what that does mean is that this isn't just a singular incident that happened. This isn't like, oh, during a war, like everyone who is a ghost here was like, on one side of, say, like, cavalry or Native Americans. Yeah. It's anyone who died here violently comes back for the 40 year. Because he died two years before the 40 year. I was going to say, he died in, like, 1921 or something, and the 40 year was in 1926. Yeah, so he... Didn't die during it. It just seems like if, you, if die, you have a violent death, you will come back and inflict that violent death on someone else. Hey, it might be that all the people who didn't have violent deaths come back too. They just sit there. Ah, it's like I died. I'll a- kill you like I was killed. Old age. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> what did you die of? Emphysema. What are you going to do about? It? I'll breathe on you. Here, smoke up, lad. <laughs> smoke. <laughs> <laughs> you are smoking yet? Ah, <laughs> uh, but I. I assume it's a violent death thing, because there's probably some sort of violence curse or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then that means that there are more ghosts and murders every cycle, because it's all of the ghosts previous, plus in between the 40 years, anyone who violently died joins in. Yes, yeah. You'd think there'd be way more ghosts than there even are, just because you'd have all that. Well, I guess because it's only murders and wars. Otherwise, I, I still like my theory that everyone who dies around here comes back as a ghost, so most of them don't do anything. You probably have a giant contingent of sleeping ghosts in the woods because they died in their sleep. <laughs> just <laughs> They just show up during the 40 year and sleep peacefully and vanish again. Yeah, you just have anyone who was straight murdered, so I assume any time that also gives you, like, did someone shoot a bear? That bear's part of it now. Yep, Same with yep. a coyote or a wolf. Her shapeshifters, apparently. Well, I mean, I assume that's just the spirit of animals or whatever. Oh, you think spirits of animals can just shapeshift? Because they never show the animal turn into a person. That's true. They just keep talking. They keep saying it's a shapeshifter. They mentioned more than once. They're like, oh, shapeshifter. I'm up to speed. Carry on. Shape- yeah, we both know what shapeshifters are. We're both very versed in shapeshifting. However, if you've listened to our bonus content over at patreon.com slash system mastery, you'll know that I've covered shapeshifters and these are not them. That's true. These are not. Well, they're not. Shapeshifter TM. They might just be some other kind of shapeshifter. Mm, I mean shapeshifter results. They also- are not shapeshifters like shapeshifters the name shapeshifters. No, that's that fair. brand. But they are a they are a shifter of shapes. They can shift their shape. Yes, they can shift but their shape They shapes. are not shapeshifters. <laughs> so they have to call themselves something else. Transmorphers. Yeah, they're <laughs> shift shapers. Shaping up our shifts. <laughs> no okay let me just be clear we don't make shifts on like a wooden block of a woman's hips or anything like that that's we change from different types of animals to other types of animals yeah but you're called shift shapers imply that you ship you, you you shape shifts yes we tell people when to work we shape their shifts <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so anyway that's what's going on there we go that's the chapters that's it that's all we got that's all we got we got no more But hey, John already mentioned the Patreon, so hey, good news! Yeah, you can go over to patreon.com slash systemmastery, support us at the $2 or more level, you unlock our bonus content, we're about to go look up some nonsense from the world of Supernatural. As I mentioned, I've already talked about shapeshifters, so we already know about that. If you're wondering about the mystery... And what kind of beasts these could be, why I've gone through several, and Jeff has also mentioned just dumb shit from the show. <laughs> well, this is a rare situation where you can't be too mad at me for mentioning dumb shit. Oh, hell no. I'm, I'm randomly looking crap up, because that's the only way I know how. Oh, Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah. So my my entries have been real fun actually because it's just the most random shit I can find like the, what the brass knuckles of ain't, the, it, oh, gnocchi and brass knuckles and things like that. Hell yeah. Just fun th- fun times good times for all. Yes indeed. So, so join us, won't you? And indeed you should. And if you can't for whatever reason, and we totally understand that, then just leave us a good review on some kind of like iTunes or a Stitcher or an Amazon or wherever five stars are left. Yep you listen to us whatever app you're on Mm -hmm. just go these guys are they're good yeah they talk about dicks and butts all the time i'd give them some stars oh shoot that reminds me john we got to close that loop uh (laughs) pre okay there we did it oh yeah okay we're good i wasn't sure what loop you were talking about oh we gotta close all the loops john we gotta recycle reduce and reuse clean them all up close the loop any hanging leftover things we brought up earlier that we didn't bring back around again i mean we definitely did bring back around all the ones that i want to bring back around that's fair okay then i guess we can call it a day as long as i mentioned pre-com a couple of times pre-com it's way more common in in uh in fiction I mean, it actually happens, it's just that most people aren't, most dicks aren't usually drooling like like uh, a couple gallons of cum before the big event. Uh. <laughs> uh. I guess unless you're like a giant furry, that seems to be the most you know, common. Or a giant, and then the gallons would be normal for mm-hmm. you because yeah. you are a giant. Yeah, your, your balls of course generate just an incredible amount of juice if you're a, if you're a giant. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. doesn't come up that often in the D&D Monster Manual, but a hill giant generates like a Kool-Aid man sized amount of cum every day. And it's got to go, oh, yeah, he says, he e- says e- every evening. Uh, as it breaks down your wall. <laughs> that's the story. Well, all right. That's a good time to leave. I've been. I've been Lansley's Baggiano. And doctor, I am Pagliacci.